Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another The Arsenio Buck Show podcast, and welcome back to another Stephen Covey behavior number 12. Guys, we're getting to the grind of all of this, and you know what? I'm going to have to sum this up, obviously, at the conclusion of behavior number 13, and just make sure that you guys understand this. Be sure to tune into my newsletter because there will be a lot of good stuff on there uh, in terms of this and, of course, the blog and whatnot. But um, keeping commitments is the one that we're going over today. You know what? Stephen Covey calls this one the big kahuna of all behaviors. You know why? Because it's the quickest way to build trust in any relationship. It could be with an employee, a boss, a team member, whatever you want to call it. And you know what? If you break that commitment or violate promises, it's the quickest way to destroy trust. Is that not what it is? I mean, I've talked about this on so many different occasions. It's kind of like... um. The counterfeit of this behavior is to make commitments that are so vague or elusive that nobody can pin you down, or even worse, to be so afraid of breaking commitments that you don't even make any in the first place. Now, luckily, I don't suffer from the counterfeit, but there are times that I do break commitments, and you know what? I create distrust in myself. So what are one of my things? And it's all about the establishing that self-awareness. So let's, let's think about it right now. I want you guys to take a pen. And start jotting down the last three commitments, all right, that you've broken, regardless of what it was. Think about it. Now, me, when someone wants to meet and it's late at night, I don't want to meet, period. I think it's a waste of time. I think it's a waste of my time. And honestly, I'm just like, you know what? Why would I even want to meet someone this late at night when I know I'm not going to – I could be doing other things. Now, yes, my nightly routine, it does get really, really bad at night. But luckily now I'm starting to implement better things into my nightly routine. However, it doesn't matter. I still break those commitments because guess what? Just recently one of my friends was like, hey, let's meet up after 8 now. I already know in myself that I'm not going to be able to meet after 8 p.m. Why? Because, well, it's just too late, way too late for me to meet. Because guess what? By 9 p.m., my entire mind and everything has shut down. I don't have time to meet anyone past 9 p.m., and I think it's a complete waste of time. You know, it's like when I had my friend. It was at the beginning of January. I had this friend. And, you know, on Mondays, I would have that Monday time for me. So we would go out, we would go get something to eat and this and that. And next thing you know, the second time I met her, she was very condescending. And, of course, that relationship obviously just completely fell apart. But it was the fact that I began keeping those commitments, especially when you buy or purchase something in advance for that commitment. It's kind of like if you spend 500 to 1,000 U.S. dollars on a plane ticket, there's no way that you're going to break that commitment, right? But if you could just say to yourself, hey, you know what? I believe that this is a $500 commitment because I'm going to be giving this person deposits into their emotional bank account. I'm going to keep this regardless. And so let me give you another example. There was a situation that had happened. A lady told me to meet meet her at 4 p.m., right? And I said, okay, I'm going to meet her at 4 p.m. I'm free right now, yada, yada, yada. However, it was, it was at such a short notice So I told myself, you know what, Arsenio, are you more prone to breaking this commitment because it's like two hours away? And so next thing you know, I'm like, you know what, to hell with it. I hurry up, grab some lunch. I I went all the way down there. Uh, And the next thing you know, I got a message from that individual saying that they were going to be late. However, they told me to meet them at 4 p.m. And I'm like, how are you going to be late to a thing that you scheduled just two hours ago? And so next thing you know, 
I'm like, you know what, man? I just wasted an hour coming all the way down here. And now I'm literally, you know, waiting for this person. I'm like, I'm going to go. I, I, I can't. I can't. I got to hurry up and leave. I got something else to do. So in that day, not only did I waste an hour and a half, but now that created distrust within the relationship because I'm like, you know what? If this happens all the time, how the hell is anything going to get done? You see what I mean? It's like um, students that have a tendency of canceling, canceling, and canceling. I remember the two students that ended up two-faced to me last December, the fools, right? They would literally cancel all the time. I would give them homework. They wouldn't do anything. How much distrust do you think that creates within the relationship between a teacher and a student? You're not serious about your learning. You're not serious about anything. So why am I serious about anything? And so, of course, towards the end of December, they're like, oh, well, we want yeah, that, that whole two-facedness happened saying, oh, well, this and that and complain about all these different things. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the problem with female students out here in Thailand between ages 17 and 24. This is why I like to stay away from those age groups out here in Thailand because guess what? They will flip the script very, very quickly on me. So when it comes to just commitments in general – I remember one time, who was it? Oh my god, I think I talked about my father with the video games one time. But um, I remember, I, I think it was like, okay, so when I was young, my father would lie and lie and lie all the time. I remember one time he was supposed to go to a place called Peter Piper Pizza. This was very, very famous. Now, we weren't a household that would just buy pizza all the time. For some reason, my mother, she would work at Savon, which was a pharmacy. And my father was the security guard at one of the casinos just right down the street. So if you put two of those salaries together, you have a very formidable salary. Like you should be able to cover a lot of things, buy, buy this, buy that, not send your children to school with water shoes. Now, I'm guessing my mother did all she could, but my father didn't give a damn. And I realized that because when I lived with my father, he barely even fed us. So I remember before all that craziness happened in 1998. Back in 1995 and 1996, my father would say, hey, we're going to go to Peter Piper Pizza this day, this day, this day. I remember it would be, oh, my God, we're so excited. My brother my sister were like, oh, my God, we're going to go get some pizza, this and that. And next thing you know, it was like 1990, what was it? Of course, 1995, 1996, That Those specific weeks that he would promise something, he would never turn up. It would be 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m. So not only did he create distrust within my family – but he would create distrust within himself too because he obviously – my mother, she started getting angry and saying, you sorry – you, you know, you sorry ass mother. Mm, you know what I mean? You're lying to the children all the time. Stop, stop making commitments and breaking them all the goddamn time. I remember back in 1996, he rolled up in a 1996 Pontiac. I don't even think Pontiac, uh, Pontiac uh, exists anymore, but a Pontiac Grand Dam. All right, this was brand new, and I'm like, oh my god, my dad bought a brand new car, but we can't even get food on the table. So you could imagine being a child and saying, wow, a car is more important than putting food in our stomachs, you know? And so there it was. I mean, that was – those were the lies of my father. That's basically what he would say in and out all the time, so you could only imagine. So, guys, what I'm trying to tell you guys on this behavior, this beginning of the behavior before we go on to the impact of trust and everything, is identification, becoming self-aware. Write down the five or three, three to five last times that you broke those commitments and give me the excuse why. Give yourself the excuse why, and what can you do better next time? 
because then you create such an amazing state of awareness saying, okay, I broke my commitment with my friend. And you know why? Because I was tired. Okay, so what can I do next? Stop making commitments on days that I'm very, very tired or let the other party know immediately when you can't do it. Remember, I've talked about this in the Napoleon Hill. I've talked about this a lot in different things like Darren Hardy. Uh, commitments are everything in every book and it's part of every lesson of life. So, guys, it's time to hop to it. So, with that being said, guys, thanks for tuning in to a very, very short podcast. In terms of this, our City of Buck Show podcast, if you guys have any other, what is it, questions or whatnot, please let me know. And as always, man, thanks for tuning in. Over and out.